Welcome back to Talking Troy. I'm your host, Anthony Grieve, the Deputy Sports Editor of Daily Trojan. I'm with Taylor Mills, the Sports Editor, and David Ramirez, the other Sports Editor. Taylor, how's it going and how's your watercolor? Yeah, just so for the listeners who don't have context, I'm always so curious as to what podcasters are doing behind the mic. Uh, so I'm currently just swishing around watercolor on this silly little sketch pad um, and calling it self-care. So happy Singles Awareness weekend, everybody. <laughs> yep, you love to hear it because we're currently recording on Friday, February 12th. And if you're lonely on Valentine's Day, no need to worry because you can join us on the podcast and make sure to listen. But back to the sports, which is why we're here. Uh, there's been a lot going on. It's the last time we talked. A lot of sports have been happening. Men's basketball is ranked and they're top of the Pac-12 for the first time in 25 years. We weren't even alive when that happened. Think about that. Pretty crazy. So there's a lot of things that have been going on. A lot of things that we're going to be covering. But first, we're going to jump into women's basketball. As we're recording, they just dropped the game to Colorado, but they were on a three-game winning streak, and they're actually right now at 8-6, and six, or excuse me, 7-7 seven and seven in the Pac-12, right behind uh, the top five teams, which are all ranked, Stanford, Arizona, UCLA, Oregon. Those are the top dogs, and USC is right behind them. So first, let's talk about what's going on with this team and how they really caught fire. Who wants to go first? David, go. Um, yeah, I think with women's basketball, it's interesting to look. There, there are a lot of similar traits and trends to last season. Uh, last season, they got out to a slow start, suffered a lot of injuries early in the season. Um, and then they picked up a few big conference wins, and they started to gain a little bit of momentum towards the end of the season as they got a little bit healthier. And this season, it's the same thing. Um, they, they've got a few players back. They got out to a rough start to conference play, but they've kind of crawled back a little bit. Like you said, they're on the three-game winning streak. Um, they are 7-7 seven and seven in after 14 games in Pac-12 play. Last season, they were 5-9, and nine, so it's a little bit better there. Um, I don't think they have too many bad losses. Most of their losses are to pretty good Pac-12 teams. The one loss to UC Riverside does stand out as probably the worst loss on their resume, but I think they have a good chance of making the tournament. I think they're, they're ranked 51st in net rating uh, right now. Um, I mean, another loss to Colorado is not not going to help things, but uh, they have. I think they have a chance. I think if they can make a run in the Pac-12 tournament, um, uh, anything can happen. Um, I think any team you take away their best player, their leading scorer, things um, things are going to kind of the production is going to decrease. Um, getting bench players back like Allison Murash, Alexis Aaron contributing again, and having Alyssa Peely back, I think they're a completely different team. And not only does Peely back give you a leading scorer, the reigning Pac-12 freshman of the year, but it adds, it, it lessens the burden on Endia Rogers. It lessens the burden on other players, and it makes it allows the, it opens the floor for them, and it, it um, just makes the team better overall. So yeah, I think they're in good shape. Um, we'll see how things pan out. But what do you think, Taylor? Yeah, Alyssa Peely being back, I think, is that huge key for this team. Um, she just snubbed the Pac-12 Women's Basketball Player of the Week title, which is really incredible. And I think she, I, her and Jordan Sanders now are the two or the three on the team that have uh, received that honor. And so, you know, it's a really incredible squad. And being ranked behind the teams that you already talked about, Anthony, is a pretty big deal. Like Pac-12 women's basketball is more of a headline than men's basketball okay like it's it's a really big deal and um it's an incredible conference to play in and so uh you know I think this team will make the tournament and I think they actually will make you know a pretty okay run um 
it's just going to be a matter of clicking. And I think we've seen it over and over again with this team is they have very tight uh, wins and they're, they're, they always wait till the last, um, you know, quarter or even, you know, second half to really, I guess, click Healy along with Rogers and Sanders, you know, that's a very threatening offense. And so, you know, it's a really fun young team to check out and to follow. And so I would highly recommend, you know, jumping on that bandwagon while you can. Yeah, just one one last point I wanted, sorry, sorry. One last point I wanted to make about this team. Um, before this Colorado loss, they did prove they could come back from double digits against Washington State. So they are a resilient team. And I think the most important difference from last year's team to this year's team is not only do Endia Rogers and Alyssa Peely make that freshman and sophomore year leap, but I think they have more people contributing, which is which is, is very important, especially in the postseason. They have four or five players constantly scoring in double digits, which you didn't see last year. And I think that's super important to note, especially when they go to get into the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, those are really good points. And both of you kind of touched upon it, but you know, they started the season off not as strong as, as people might have expected. Uh, they lost four straight, but then they kind of went on a nice little win streak. They won two in a row, then they dropped to Oregon. They went... Uh, went winning three of their next games, or three of the next three games. So another three-game winning streak, then they dropped two, then obviously another three-game winning streak. So it's it's kind of been up and down. But all of you touched upon it. I mean, the, the question coming in is, into the season was, could they carry on the momentum that they built towards the end of last season? And so far, you know, we haven't really seen it, but now it's starting to pick up just like last season. You know, they're starting to find the groove and with India Rogers, it's just been balling, and Elisa Pili as well. I mean, all of them have been just outstanding, and Schlexis Aaron has been great off the bench. I mean, this is a really fun team to watch. Taylor, you talked about it, but this is a really fun team to follow. I think the men's basketball gets all the headlines, but women's basketball is as entertaining and as fun to watch, and I think a lot of people should consider doing that. Um, and they're in a, a really competitive Pac-12. I mean, Stanford <laughs> was ranked number one. Uh, obviously, they've dropped now, and, and UCLA was ranked, Arizona. There, These are all teams that are have been a part of the rankings the entire season. And uh, Arizona State, oh no, excuse me, not Arizona State, but, uh, excuse me, Oregon, that's a team I mixed up. But all of them have been ranked, so that's just absurd, the fact that they're able to still be competing. But that transitions into men's basketball, which has been outstanding. And I've been a big, big advocate. I told everyone that this team is better than what people think. And I'll get into it later, but they're on fire now. They've won, I think, 11 of the last 12 games. They're ranked, ranked 20th. The last time they were ranked was 2017. And they're number one in the Pac-12 now. We're recording this on Friday, February 12th. So UCLA lost last night. So they're now officially first. And the first time in, like I said, 25 years. So Taylor, what's really stood out from this squad? Other than Evan Mobley being Evan Mobley, but what stood out in terms of these Trojans? Yeah, um, let's take a moment. We're talking about a number one ranked Pac-12 Trojan team, and we're not talking about football. This is crazy. The fact that we, like you said, in the top 25 for the first time in four years is really honestly testament to how crazy this past year has been with COVID. And it honestly has turned the college football basketball or the college basketball world 
um, on its axis. You know, like I do credit to the Three Musketeers and that does include Evan Mobley, but you really got to give credit to his brother. And then I think this is the key factor, Ethan Anderson and his return. Um, his return from back troubles, which have been, you know, very on and off means that this offense has a strong leader to turn to, you know, like his presence was incredibly fundamental in the UCLA game. And I think that that game really turned the tide in terms of potential for this team and what we can expect on a national scale. Um, and on the other hand, you know, the Mobleys are completely snubbing any other offense that they're put up against. Um, you can really like barely see the basket when you have one of those two brothers in front of you. Um, you know, they held the Huskies to only 23 points in the second half. That's huge, even after an adjustment pep talk. And so, you know, I've always said defense wins championships. And I think that defensive effort that we've seen from those two brothers is really gonna, what's going to propel us to a probable Pac-12 title. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you you really touched upon it all, but something that I was really interested in seeing was how this team was was going to fit, because women's basketball had a lot of returning players, and men's really didn't have any many returning players. I mean, I think the main players are really Isaiah Mobley and Ethan Anderson, and the rest were either freshmen or they were grad transfers, and that's something that people don't really talk about, like Taj Eady, Isaiah White, um, Drew Peterson, Chavez Goodwin. Those are really key contributors that are all grad transfers, and they've been outstanding. I mean, there's been many games where Tajidi has been the leading scorer. I think about four or five games where he's been just on top of it. So he's been outstanding. And you look at the length that they have. This is the tallest team in the nation. I think I think it was about seven or eight players, over 6'8", which is, like, ridiculous, and leads to the versatility that they have on a defensive end. They're the best, one of the best defensive teams, not only in the Pac-12, but in the entire country which is just crazy to think about. And and you talked about the Mobley brothers, which is a great meme, the Mario brothers, but the Mobley brothers that USC Hoops Twitter talked about. But Evan Mobley has like more blocks than I think half of the Pac-12, which is just, that's just crazy. I mean, he's averaging like three a game. So you combine that with the skill that they have on the offensive end. And obviously Ethan Anderson coming back was huge. We saw that against UCLA, 19 points on five threes. This is a team that could definitely make a good run in the in the not only not only are they gonna win the Pac twelve, I think they can make a run in March Madness. Last time I checked they were projected a three seed, which might be the highest USC's ever gotten in a while. So this is a team that can really bring it. And they're gonna be outstanding. I think defensively they're just dominant. Offensively, sometimes they have lapses, they go into droughts, but their defense makes it up and they're able to get easy buckets and they're able to just feed it to Mobley. And he dominates. And something that I really want to see as the season progresses is how Isaiah Mobley kind of finds his rhythm. He had a couple games where he was just single figures, wasn't scoring, wasn't really aggressive on the offensive end. Against against Washington, it was probably one of his best games of the season. He had 12-12, and 12, which is really big for him. But now approaching a game, Washington State will still be playing Saturday, February 13th, and then obviously against Arizona, Arizona State next week. It's going to be important to get him more involved. I think he's going to be important towards the season or towards the end of the season and in the tournament when people are going to be more focused on Evan Mobley, how to shut him down. You got to get Isaiah more involved. Um, so those that's really what I think. Uh, David, did you want to touch upon anything else? Um, yeah, I just thought you made some good points. Um, I, admittedly, I haven't watched much of the men's basketball team this season, but from what I can like gather, um, they, they there's the recruitment's been really good. Like you said, not many returners from last season, and to be to be one of the best USC teams in the past two three decades on 
like one, two, three returning players are returning contributors. That's that's just nuts. It's really impressive. It's a testament to the coaching and the recruitment. Yeah, and um, just a, I just think it's really impressive as well that like in this era of like small ball and like everyone's going like shooting the three and spacing the floor, like how they're able to have so much success with just using their size to their advantage. I mean, they're strong defensively and it translates into offense. They're just having success, grinding out wins, putting the ball like in the block, like scoring on the inside and, just, and not really relying on their three-point shot as much as they have in recent years. I think that's been the problem with um, Andy Anfield coach teams in the past two, three seasons is when it gets down to crunch time, they're, there is just kind of the jacking up three cents. And I feel like this year they're a little bit more composed and they can trust their, their scoring ability. And I just find it fun to watch when I have watched. Yeah, great point. Um, Taylor, do you have anything? Nah, I mean, I'm incredibly excited to see this Washington State game. I, you know, it's going to be another great dub um, under their belt. However, I think next week's Arizona slate is going to be the really big test as to whether this team deserves the national attention it's currently receiving. Um, and, you know, February isn't that long, and we're really close to getting into the postseason territory. So, you know, don't get ahead of ourselves in terms of what this team can be. I think uh, it's going to be on the team leaders that we've already seen to keep it up. It's going to be on Anderson and in his health. And then it's also going to be on infield to understand that what he's doing is working and other teams are going to be starting to catch up too. Yeah, both of you made really good points. I think it's, it's going to be important. The last three games um, are at Colorado, at Utah, and at UCLA. I mean, if they if they win those three games, I mean <laughs> that's gonna be just unbelievable. It's gonna be insane. And a stat that uh, I was reading before the season started, and I looked at, and I remember Taj uh, Edie was telling me he was like, like, we didn't believe this, but they were projected to finish six in the Pac-12. Uh, a bunch of journalists voted that. I think they deserve to get that credential snatched, because there's no way this is a sixth place team in a division, or excuse me, in the conference. So that's really what's going on with men's basketball. I think they're going to make a good run, but like you guys said, can't get ahead of ourselves. We've got to see what's going on. But on to the next topic. We've got other sports coming up, other sports that are just getting started, uh, ranging from water polo, tennis, golf, track and field, swim, you name it. Everything is starting right now. Uh, Taylor, did you want to touch upon some of these sports? Yeah, he's right. Everything is back <laughs> and firing on all four cylinders. Um, I'll touch on golf just a little bit. Uh, you know, as a former golf beat rider myself, um, women's golf just completely dominated their first tournament. It wasn't even close. It was probably by like at least 10 strokes. Um, you know, it was just announced that senior uh, Gabriella Ruffles is foregoing her remaining eligibility to go pro, which is really just, you know, a testament to what this team, like the level that they play at. Uh, men's golf just finished second at the Amir Ari Invitational and have a prestige tournament coming up. Um, and so, you know, look out for Leon Souza, who is proving himself to be the leader of this team um, after the loss of Yushin Lin in the transfer portal after his second Masters. So um, this team is rebuilding itself, even though it is older, you know, like they are looking to scrap up as many wins as they can. Um, you know, as far as tennis goes, um, our tennis program is absolutely like dominating. Um, I'm not sure that our men's team has actually even dropped a match yet. Um, but yeah, they are just finishing up the ITA indoor tournament series. And so um, another great program to watch out for from USC. Yep. Those, those are some really important sports. Tennis, one of my favorites, uh, but also there's a bunch of other things going on like women's polo, women's water polo, men's water polo. The women's team is actually starting their season 
uh, tomorrow, February, or actually Saturday, February 13th. They're the number one ranked team, another exciting team to watch, and they're going to be opening up against uh, UC Irvine. And then also men's water polo, which actually just went winless. They went uh, in a round-robin tournament this past weekend. They lost to UCLA, Cal. I think the last one was Stanford or Pepperdine. <laughs> Excuse me for that. But they're the number four ranked team. They started off the season number one ranked, dropped some games, but they're still in a good position. And I think we didn't touch upon uh, men's and women's swim, which is just starting, and also track and field, which is actually just starting too. So a bunch of sports that are really just from the fall and obviously last year that were postponed are now starting to get going as well as men's volleyball, as well as women's volleyball. So all these sports are going on. It's not just about basketball. It's not just about football. There's a bunch of great sports going on on campus, and it's important to follow along. But that's all the time we have today. Uh, really enjoy all of you coming coming on and listen. Taylor, David, any last messages for the listeners? Y'all should try watercolor. It's really fun. Um, I'm definitely feeling soothed. So... <laughs> Um, Anthony, next time, can you can you name drop the journalists that you think should have their credentials revoked so we could put them in the podcast title and get a bunch of clicks and page views? I, I wish I knew, to be honest, because I really want to talk to these people. I don't understand. It's sixth in the Pac-12. It's just they had the number one recruit. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. You're right. You're 100% right. I'm on your side. You know, we should start a movement. <laughs> I know I agree definitely but you know I don't want to get exposed so I'll stop right there but uh, thank you all for joining us and make sure to come back next week make sure to follow along dailytrojan.com slash sports and make sure to follow us on Twitter dt underscore sports thank you all for joining us